We're sitting here with Mr. Damon McCarthy. How are you, brother? I am good. How are you? Uh, had an absolutely delightful time talking with you about cars. We talk about art. We talk about your dad and the studio and some controversial political tree pieces. <laughs> tree, tree plugs. Don't forget that. what we're calling I'm whiskey them. a little bit. Yeah, and your new yeah. whiskey line coming out. Uh, how do people keep up with you on the social media and all that stuff? Uh, it's impossible. You can follow me at Damon McCarthy. It's my Instagram follow. And uh, I'm private, but you can try. <laughs> No, good luck. Tune in tonight. What's up, everybody? <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back. Hi, Mrs. Ryan. Hello, hello. All right. We are in the late night playset, and we're sitting here with Mr. <laughs> Damien McCarthy. Hopefully that camera works. Looks real good there. <laughs> welcome back, Mrs. Ryan. Uh, how you doing? Great. Yeah, you are. You look fantastic. Uh, welcome back to everyone at home. Like we were saying, too much shit to do, Damien McCarthy. Uh, welcome back. Today is February 18th, 2020. My name is it's so late. Sorry. Oh, Jay Ryan. <laughs> this is Nicole Ryan, who is alarmed at the date. Uh, our guest tonight is a good friend of ours, and uh, I, I'm putting on here artist, director, producer, editor, car guy. What else should I? Uh, that's good yeah, that's good <laughs> enough for him. Damon McCarthy is here. Um, L.A. car people might know him from that 74 Ducktail, the red and white car that is just ferocious looking. It's got the shell stickers on the front that I love so, so very much. Um, did we? I know we saw your car the very first time at uh, the last Luftgekult we went to down at the Lumberyard. Um, but then we met you very shortly after that up at Breakfast Club, was it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. We'll talk about all that and everything else once you, once you get in here. <laughs> You're so busy these days, brother. <laughs> oh, were you? <laughs> Quietly approached. <laughs> All right, well, he'll be in here in a few minutes to tell us everything. Mrs. Ryan, I don't have a whole lot to do today other than some hellos just to talk about the weekend. Maybe check in with you and see how you're feeling uh, and some East Coast feeds. Let's start with the obvious. How are you feeling? What's going on? I'm Giant feeling smiles. fine. Yeah? I, yeah, I feel so. Every day when you do yoga and exercises, like you notice fluctuations, and I feel okay today. You've been doing a lot of stretches and yoga and exercises? Yeah. Trying to strengthen my core. Yeah, so we had not the greatest weekend. I would say just some energy deficiency around here. So uh, we decided to stay in, which was uh, great for us. Watched a bunch of movies and caught up on some TV and stuff like that. So it was very lazy. I went outside a little bit. I don't know about yeah. you. Yeah, you did too, actually. did some exercise. Um, so that's all we did. We missed uh, a bunch of stuff out there, but we don't have FOMO. So I hope everyone else had a good time. <laughs> just don't have any videos to show what we did. Um East Coast feeds, and then, uh, oh, and also Dave Watch. We didn't do it at all last week, so it's time to check in on that. All right. East Coast feed first? Yes, please. All right, let's check in with Damri Chive, Steve Kaz, and see where he is today. I believe we're booking the Kaz man. Roll it, Hal. Mr. and Mrs. Ryan, good morning. Steve Kaz coming to you live with an East Coast feed from Casa de Kaz, as you can see in the background. Uh, today we come with not the best of news. It's not the worst thing on the planet, but... After 22 years, the castaways are finally done. We actually uh, had a, the, the league is over in, in Manhattan. As you know, I played ball in Manhattan, Brooke does too. Um, softball in Central Park for years. It's almost 30 years total. 
But um, so today we busted out the old Castaways family shirt. As you can see, this was our 20th anniversary. And But the cool thing about this sweatshirt is not just that, which is very cool in general. But this I wore the day Coraline was born. And what's really cool is when they let me do her fingerprints and footprints, guess what Daddy did? We put them right there. As you can see, little baby footprints. That's amazing. And that's the monkey. So that's a silver lining to the uh, crappy cloud that we're living with right there today. But I just want to say I love you guys. I love the castaways. And it was a great run while we had it. And uh, that's it. Love you guys. All right. Filling everybody else in. Uh, when I first met him, I was 18 years old. So okay. whatever the math is a on that. It was, 19, it was right after my dad died because I had to go get a job at Saturn. And that's where I met that guy working at the Saturn car company. Remember think, something different? Different I, kind of car company. That's what it was. Uh, um, and... Uh, um, the Castaways were a, a softball team that he would play with in Central Park every week. So his schedule has been for however many 20-something years he's been talking about has always involved. It's been going on that long? It, as long as I've known him. He said 22 years, but I think the math is I – think, I think we're both older than that. So I think it might be wow. longer. Yeah. I've been to a game like when I saw him in New York. Back in the That's day, nuts. it used to be uh, – I don't know if it was a publisher's league or whatever, but his family used to work for Wiley Publishing. Probably still does. Uh, their book book publishing. Mm-hmm. And that was like the Wiley team, I think, in the beginning. And that's how it started. And then they sort of just took it over and they've been doing it ever since. I don't really know. But he's <laughs> – I should, probably shouldn't say too much more than that. He's met a lot of people on that team, though. How's that? That's a very nice way to say that. Definitely number three. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a big part of his life for a long time. It's a bummer that it's done Oh, we love you, Kaz, man. And where are you going to get your exercise? He still plays football in the yard and everything else. He's so active. So active. All right. We love you, Kaz, man. Uh, one more, actually. Let's check in and see where he is in this one. Roll it out. Mr. and Mrs. Ryan, look. It's Casa de Kaz. There's Christina and James. And there's Brooke. Brooke, say hi to everybody. She even laughs. All right. Uh, we're doing scary movie night at Casa de Kaz. We just watched uh, the fourth kind. And then because Brooke gets scared at everything. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to focus here. Brooke is scared of everything, so we're going to watch Office Space. Hello, everybody? Office Space? Nothing? Anyone? Somebody want to help me here? I, what am I? Am I alone? You guys are with me, right? Anybody else? Nothing? They're watching okay, him on good? television. All right. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Way to dump out, though. That was good. Learning his showmanship there. Good job, Ben. All right. Uh, I don't know. Movie night? Scary movie night, but Office Space. Mm. She doesn't like scary movies, and he oh, loves her. I see. Putting it together. Reading through the bullshit there, Mrs. Ryan. I mm-hmm. like it. Uh, all right. Time to push the Dave button. Roll it. All right. Mrs. Ryan opened up the old Dave watch. Uh, I'm going to say a couple things that I know to be true, and then I'm going to throw it over you to see if there's anything new, if that's all right. Okay. I would say I'm great and I'm very excited about the whole thing. I would say for the purposes of our viewers, we've got good news and bad news, if that's fair. The bad news is that David Letterman is going to be here in Los Angeles today, tomorrow, something like that. He's recording uh, an episode of uh, his show, the Netflix show. The bad news is he's not going to be here on this trip. (laughs) Uh, The good news, the good news, again, is, though, that we know that. Mrs. Ryan's in contact with the guy who said, hey, it's not going to be this trip, but we're, there's some other things soon, and stay tuned. Um, so the fact that we're even being uh, 
abreast of these situations to me means the world because it means uh, they haven't forgotten. You know, so that's where I'm at. That's what I know to be true. How about you, Mrs. Ryan? Anything new since uh, Friday when we found out that information? No, that's the latest I know. Okay. F- keeping energetic tabs open. Yeah, me too. Um, God, I, can't, I can't say too much about dates and timing, but there are other times that were mentioned that will be uh, soon as well, like maybe next month. He did produce, does a lot of his show episodes out here. Yeah. So. So we'll it's see. exciting. Uh, and for anybody who uh, hasn't been paying attention or has never seen the show, we're going after Mr. David Letterman to be a guest on this program. That's what we're talking about. Uh, there's a lot of reasons. We're obviously using his old equipment, sitting at his old furniture here. Uh, Jay Ryan has some stuff to talk to him about as well that should probably get pretty interesting. Uh, so that's what the, all the hubbub is about. And uh, I'm going to close out the old Dave watch. All righty. <laughs> Are. I'm glad I'm married to you. You're one of my favorite people. I mean, you're one. Sometimes you're one of my least favorite people, but for the most part, you're one of my absolute favorite people in the world. I'm so grateful to be married to you. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. I hope everyone gets accolades like that. I'll take it. I just think you're so great, and I think the more honest you're getting about about your own awkwardness that we all have and that we all share as people, I think the, the more you're uh, owning that shit, the better you're getting at, at all of this. Well, and, and probably humaning, too, and adulting and all of the above. Great. I hope I don't turn into a puddle like uh, Wizard of Oz, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> Socks. I like stripes. Okay. I just torpedo that. Don't mind her. She's still upset because someone dropped a house on her sister. It's one of my favorite lines from uh, Beetlejuice, isn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, well, I love you, Mrs. Ryan. It's time, as a matter of fact, what a great segue. <laughs> this is the time to ask the question that's on everyone's mind, Mrs. Ryan. What's going on? We have a friend that's effect, so I definitely uh, am paying attention that to Delta put all the names of 90,000 employees on planes. Uh, yes. To our- announce their profit sharing initiatives. Really. Our friend Liz, is that who you're talking about? Our yeah. friend Liz posted about it. Of course, my comment was, I have had it with these MF and names on this MF and plane. Yes, I saw that you read that, but I read more about this, and it sounds really cool of Delta. She showed a, a picture of her name on the plane. I thought it was cool. It's pretty It's neat. like the Vietnam Memorial. I mean, there's, there's many, many names, but uh, if you can find it, it's pretty cool. There's many, but we all need something, Is and I wrapped? love her. Do we know that? Is it wrapped on there? How do they do that? They didn't paint all of those names on. Everything I read, so there was tiles placed on, and they had to get tiles with letters and names wow. and stuff. So, Can you imagine that? Just like wrapping, magnetic wrapping planes now. And just, like a landscaper or a gardener, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's how they're doing it. Anything could be anything. Um, for the first time in a while, last year there was someone else that hosted the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Oh, I thought they canceled it last year. No, a okay. journal, a, a, a writer. Oh, just the president didn't go. Correct. Was? Okay. He didn't go, and it, a comedian didn't host it for the first time in multiple decades. Um, the two people that are hosting this upcoming year are Hassan Minaj and Kenan Thompson who I respect immensely, and I think they might be the ones to make it palatable for everyone. Mm. 
You never know. It's about independent media and showing that media can show both sides equally and the real stories behind everything. And they're the ones that see through stuff. I like that it's minorities. <laughs> I like that, two minorities. Uh, I, you know, I used to work with, you said Keenan, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. He, uh, to me, is not very political. Cool. So I think he'll be a nice balance to uh, Hassan's highly political nature. Agreed. Hassan tested it before, like two two years ago. Um, but it's, I think everyone's in a different place, so I'm curious to see what they do with it. And a great point. Getting there. Um, there's this guy that uh, I'm a fan of, and I think you grew up near him, Patrick Fugit. Wait a second. Let's confuse. Uh, no, a different one. Wait, maybe. I don't remember. The kid who grew up on my street was um, Paul Dano. Different. Uh, but he was a couple years younger than me. We, like, rode the bus together. But, I, I mean, I didn't know him. I knew the family when I was a little, little kid. But, I, I mean, I can't call the Oscar winner now. And All right. Well, I'm <laughs> wrong Patrick anyway. Fugit is, is from the other one, right? From Almost Famous? Yeah, with Kate Hudson and... and <laughs> yes. He... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yes, yeah, Almost Famous. Blah, blah, blah. He's going to be in 30-something else, the remake. He's going to oh, be one of the people. You. So I, I'm super excited to see it. I like him. I'm a fan of his. And we I saw him in something Brown. recently, and we didn't even recognize him because he is an adult. But he was equally good, just as he was as a kid. Yeah, he's been in a. I looked up his credits. It's a bunch. Of, I, he transforms into different characters really well because I didn't re- remember him from mm-hmm. a lot of stuff, like White Oleander. I don't remember him from that. I never saw that. It's is that a heavy. flower. It's a flower, <laughs> but it's about uh, the winds that are Santa Ana's. And it is? Mm-hmm. Oh, I read that book a long time ago. Right. Whatever. Um, Maybe you should see it. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> Walt Disney World is going to modify and update Cinderella's castle to celebrate the 70th anniversary that Cinderella's been around. All right. So you're going to have to help me here. I thought, oh, no, it's is it out here? Is Sleeping Beauty's castle? And then... Florida is Cinderella Castle, so that maybe the okay. There's no screw up. I just, I just, I'm an idiot. <laughs> All right, got it. Okay, so what are they going to do? They're just giving it a facelift, like changing the colors, like kind of like what Cinderella does with the fairies at the beginning. Like, okay, I don't know the story as well, but I do think they did that to the one out here for the 50th. They gave it a whole a restore, so maybe it's just time. They maybe it. That was built in our lifetime. This one, uh, Disney World, was like the 80s, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so it'll look different. All right. But it's pretty. Oh, and that's been... <laughs> I love how you sneak up the ending there. And that's been What's Going On, Mrs. Ryan. Good grief. All right, you just look lovely. Great. You really do. Thanks. I don't know. I just love you so much. It's one of those days. One of those days. I'm so um, lucky. I love you so much. <laughs> Good to be us. Uh, let's take a quick break. <laughs> Get our guest Damian McCarthy in here. Can we talk about your dad too a little bit? Sure. All right, cool. Uh, Damian McCarthy, we're going to talk about art. We're going to talk about cars, Porsche, and probably uh, Alpha. Gosh, anything else too. I'm so glad you're here. All right, apparently it's one of those days where I'm just grateful. More to come right after this. Damian McCarthy in that chair, late night playset. We'll be back. <laughs> Oh, 
was so delicious. It's a hot sauce made by bears. Garlic and serrano mixed with love and care. You can put it on your eggs, pour it on your rice. It's great on a leg, it's better on a slice. It's oh so delicious. It's a hot sauce made by bears. Oh so delicious hot sauce. Great on everything except oatmeal. Get your bottle today at ohsodelicious.org. One dollar from every bottle sold goes to the National Military Family Association. it we are back we are sitting here with damon did i say damien before she said i said damien before i wasn't paying attention oh to you, man so. all right well to anyone else this is damon <laughs> damon mccarthy yes. uh i'm really glad you're here brother i feel yeah, like me too. Um, i like it here it's like cozy um tea's great you're what <laughs> you're one of our friends who like every time we see it at an event a car event i sidle up to and i just i don't ever want to kind of leave because i just sort of get along with you i look at you in the eye and i sort of understand click but i don't really know you that well our crazies line up that's it that's it it's easy when that happens so you don't have to know the person all the way right you just know like ah he's got a little bit of that i gotta well that's what you were just saying about the crazies aligning yeah it's how you make relationships right I don't Get know. Crazy to line up. I'm looking forward to learning. I don't know. Today. I guess the uncrazy part maybe is not as fun to get to line up as the crazies, right? If you get the crazies to line up, you kind of have a little bit more fun. I love that. Like, what if she didn't like cars? What would you do, man? I don't know. She, she loves cars. Little... She loves me, and she knows I love cars. Hmm. I think just... she loves our car. So her crazy is a little more tolerant. <laughs> yeah. I love you. You're right. You happen to love beautiful things. So I've been turned on to beautiful things. I now appreciate cars but more than I did, but I love you more than cars. That's good. But I'm an appreciator of all sorts of pretty things. Beautiful things. Is that what you said? I'll take she it. She did say that. Something like it. that. In a roundabout manner, that sort of happened. Truth, I'll take it. Truthfully, though, it's your brain. It's the comedian brain that I align with. That's really my heart and my gut with you. So even though I'm not a comedian and never have been and really have no desires or aspirations to be. It's the way your brain thinks. Right. No, I appreciate it. And I think I know what you mean, but it's more for everybody else. It's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I'd like to talk about you yeah. at some point, too, today. But uh, right now, I'm a tough act to crack. So is she. You know what I mean? I, we recognize that. It's what it is. Yeah. People who are funny are gorgeous and fascinating. So you happen to fall into that category sometimes. Ooh-wee. And so do you. I find so you pretty humorous, too, Mr. To gorgeous Damon. and fascinating. <laughs> Oh man, I am just—I'm just gonna go to bed. I think you're—we're uh, not even making fun of you. I think you're just no, sensitive because you're just delightful. You so well. Yeah. <laughs> you're squirming, along, squirming really. a little bit. Oh, uh, welcome. Take a breath. Let's all take a breath. Oh, should we stretch? You want to stretch it out? Yeah, that'd be good. Let's push tears in our eyes. Oh, yeah. oh, get ourselves all together. Oh, get your crazy together. <sighs> Oh, I can't do that. That's, that's my fucking crazy's on the loose. <laughs> you, uh, thanks for making time to be here today. I know yep. how busy you are in general. I know how busy you've been lately, specifically on. Uh, uh, can I call it an art project? It's a film. It's an experience. What do we call this? Uh, life, maybe. I don't know. My my life follows sort of the art world in a true manner. Um, the cars play in there heavily. Um, both as a release and also the same thing. I find them as objects and I respect them in their manners. Um, but yeah, I've been busy lately. Um, art project going on, heavy editing shows coming up and 
can we Europe give a couple times? Can we give people a little bit of backstory about what you do? Why you're an artist? You're, I mean, this is in your blood. It's in your family. Yeah, my dad is Paul McCarthy. He's got a show at the Hammer Museum right now in L.A. He's, <laughs> I don't know. People say he's kind of a big deal, but. Well, after meeting you, I looked him up, and there's plenty to read, so I would have to agree with that and say he is a pretty big deal. Yeah, you can look him up on the internet, it turns out. That's, and that's what I did. <laughs> can I talk about the particular shape that he's probably um, more aligned with, a specific oh, art? Oh, the tree? Oh, yeah, the tree. <laughs> I didn't think of what a lovely way to describe tree, it. Tree, right? Yeah, the yeah, tree. Yeah, we call it the tree. <laughs> um, that seems to be what got the most uh, attention, tree at plug, least with what maybe. I was reading. The tree plug. Yeah, I think that's its official it's a, name. It's a green tree-shaped mm, plug. Yeah, tree plug. Um, <clears throat> large scale. Yeah, it's 85 feet tall. Um, and we've shown it around the world. We showed it at the Paramount Ranch here for the art fair a couple years ago. Oh, my um, gosh. We've showed it at the Place Vendôme. I think I'm saying that right, in Paris. Um, where like some crazy right wing dude sort of attacked it and went after my dad a little bit and stabbed the thing and popped it. It was crazy because oh, he thought inflatable? it was like a gay thing. Yeah, it's inflatable. Sorry, oh, yeah. Oh, I never. Yeah, I didn't eighty foot tall that. inflatable. Yeah. So the that. wind moves it a little bit. Sure. As they say. Oh, that's probably its own interesting. <laughs> yeah, you know, look, it's a plug tree thing, and we made a chocolate one actually too. And now we're making a whiskey bottle, also that has a little brown wax tip. So I would say. <laughs> what, uh, what is the statement behind this piece? Uh, I think there's a lot of it like, you know, if you actually look up that shape as like a, it is a shape from a children's toy mm -hmm. of a tree. Um, it actually also is a shape of something else some people may recognize. Um, so the weirdness of that and playing like the parallel and how your mind sort of picks one over the other. And you get to see what you want to see. You can kind of pick it in yourself. It <laughs> goes to that self-editing thing. Like, I think that if you... A lot of times, I think people are... Uh, they're in a blinder state, almost, you know? Like, you, you follow what is shown to you. And mm -hmm. sometimes people have a hard time breaking out of that. So, in some cases, this is doing the same thing, but also you have two paths in your mind that you may recognize, and you are going to pick one. Mm -hmm. Um to laugh at or gawk or whatever you want to do with it um so we played on all that and the whiskey is actually delicious it's like a you know 18 year old whiskey sherry aged in a hand blown by the moreno glass company whiskey bottle wow so it's kind of a deal and it's kind of rad but it is a tree plug that you'll drink out of or wow not, or maybe not I don't know. Maybe you won't. So I thought you were saying you're making an inflatable whiskey bottle. No, you're coming out with we're a coming branded with a, whiskey. A branded whiskey that is That's in huge. that bottle. Yeah, that comes in a. So anyone can have in this. a giant PVC pipe, as it should. <laughs> <laughs> this is really something. I highly encourage anyone. I'll put a picture up of what we're talking about. Yeah, I'll send you some funny things like um okay all right so that was certainly something uh uh, uh that was i think is it's that one a, of the more famous with... things out there that you can see for sure is that inflatable tree plug thing was that in aligned with uh with both of you or was that more his uh, project uh that's his thing okay um i do all of his film and video thing i am heavily involved in audio stuff too um I also run the studio down there, so I am involved with them heavily. But they're, you know, they're his ideas. But gotcha. Um, you know, I've been in the garage with him making fake beer since I was ten. So <laughs> at some beer. point, you start pushing it. 
Yeah, we never got into <laughs> making the real beer? beer. It was no fun. You like made my dad fake would, beer multiple times. My dad never times. drank until like he was 60, 65 or something. So we never got that like let's cheers a but beer. You, but in the you garage. would do the brewing like someone brews beer. No, he would make it. We'd make like acrylic because we're making a sculpture of these Bavarian oh, people I where see. they have beers in their hands. So we make these giant fake. You're beers. creating resin things. Yeah, we and don't. You know, I see. Aside from what you may see on the internet, we don't really know what we're doing. Like. <laughs> And well, you may find that out on the internet, actually, too. But, you know, we're, that's, we, that's the we try our best to figure it out. I think part of the process for us as art is we accumulate the people whose crazies line up to help us work in the studio and make these gigantic, crazy objects that seem to fall out of his mind at a steady pace. Do I mean, the guy's got 10,000 drawings in the studio. That's, that's insanity. Do you think that that's sort of the nature of art where, you know, you kind of you have an idea of whatever it's going to be. And certainly the artist, whoever's creating this art, has a, a vision, generally speaking, um, or a voice or however. There's a tether of some sort of information. Uh, does it become art? Is it already art during that process or does it become art after that? Everything is aligned and Such it's become whatever question. and then it gets out there and then you look like you've known what you're doing when the truth is the six months prior, it was all illusion anyway. Um <clears throat> or, or it's, it's not, you know, yeah, I mean, like the the whole what is art thing is like a you know who who can say and who can't say and what level it is the criticism the museums that that world is a world that you know I fit in but I don't understand all the time I don't really know anybody does so how you control or understand what you're making is like a totally different process than what the person may think of how the process went down like often you know Paul's art is thought of as like a little bit. Uh, messy and chaotic and and um, derogatory. Um, it is a lot of those things, but uh, those things are often just labels, you know. In some ways, what they are really doing is trying to push your head to think outside of the space that you're so readily available to sit in. And I think art, if it does that, then it can be almost anything, right? So yeah. the process of making it. It sure does happen at the studio where we'll have a sculptor. It's classic. And it happens to me, too, but it's really sad with the sculptors. <laughs> because, like, they're fantastic, you know? Like, some of them are for Disney, and they're really good at what they do. They can make something perfect. And he'll give them a drawing, and I'll say, make it like that. And they'll make it like that. And they'll spend a couple months. And it's out of clay, and it's perfect, and maybe it's four feet tall. And he'll come in, and he'll look at it. And I can tell immediately, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> this something's gonna go down right here and without a hesitation whatever is some sort of violent object within reach hammer pipe <laughs> sword whatever is a prop or something that we may have around most destructive is gonna have a full force attack on this you know beautiful <laughs> two-month hand sculpted thing and then he'll be like that's done and then you'll through that process, he may not have known that he's going to do that. You know, he's thinking about how he's going to deal with this object to make it what he wants to say or what it is. And it's not always a violent thing, but there is always like a, a burst of energy that comes out on things that changes them and makes them. And then you go, oh, now I kind of see it. Is that more if he doesn't like something or if it's not aligned with whatever it's his all, vision everything. was? If he oh, doesn't really? like it, it'll sit in the studio for 20 years and nobody will see it. And if he gives tours, oh. he'll be like, ah, I made that, but I don't know what I'm doing with it. It's just here. And he'll kind of wait for a reaction. Oh, Some people will be like, oh, it's fantastic. And they'll be like, ah. And then he'll work on it a little bit. And then, you know, we have one right now. It's called Alien Mother. It's been sitting there for uh, 20 years, 15, 20 years. Easy. And it's big. 
wouldn't fit in this room. But I, I thought the destructive nature was to uh, maybe to wipe the slate clean. Like, no, that's so not it that I don't want to even fix that into what I want. Like, let's start over. It's some of that, but there's okay. residue of that that le- gets left there, you know? <laughs> okay. So it's like the yeah. ear is still perfect. And it's like, why is the ear perfect? You know, like it doesn't have a face anymore. The face is on the ground and you're going <laughs> to leave it there on the ground. You're going to show it with the face on the ground. Like it's, it's a way of taking something that you may be readily to see as something easy or, or, or really identifiable and yeah. abstracting it and taking it somewhere else to kind of like take you somewhere else sort of, you know, like a lot of times these things that we make, they're, they're all encompassing. They take you in, you know, like these new rooms that we're building that are on four walls. They're like, you're in, you're in a four screened theater with chairs that swivel. This is the uh, project you're, you're on right now, right? Yeah, you've yeah. Been, that you've been for months and months. Yeah, it's uh, we started in 2015. That's when we started shooting. Sorry, years and years. Years and years, yeah. So, I mean, there's... We've sort of cut it down and decided that it's not a movie and now it's a series. And there's two series and they're probably 10 episodes each, an hour to an hour and 10 minutes long. Whoa! So, we've made two. So, I got, you know a lot of time left in this project and wow. he's not slowing down like we're shooting a whole new th- we've already shot another thing that is not this that i haven't started editing wow. and we're shooting another thing in the summer that's related to the last thing we shot last year and i haven't touched e- any of them i just got you know 20 terabyte hard drives sitting in my studio waiting this is uh, as your dad thinks of it basically yeah and and you know Dude's 75 years old. He's been nonstop, and I'm not going to stop him now. So if i got to stack these hard drives up and do them in, for yeah. the rest of my life, then I'll figure it out. You know, It'll be what it's going to be. I mean, I wouldn't think and do the things I do and have and play how I play and make what I make if I didn't figure it out with him. You know? Right. It, it was life-changing. I tried to go to med school, and it was like, wait a minute. What? This, yeah, yeah, fully. I mean, you, you got the head for it. You yeah, could yeah. do anything. I was like all about it. And I'm not afraid of like, you know, blood or pain or any of that. I've Guts. lost a couple fingers, you know. You oh, my God. I've never noticed that. Yeah, look at that. Two gone. Oh, no shit. My uncle was missing his middle. Yeah. Wow, that's noticed. crazy. Never noticed. Yeah. Most people don't. It's yeah. like a weird shape where it just looks like maybe your hands Was that there. doing art? Was that a, yeah. a uh-huh. construction yeah, or something? Yeah, I was telling somebody, don't touch this. <gasps> no. Yeah. It's crazy. We were in Germany and we'd made this. Uh, it was like the we called it the underwater world. So it's essentially the inside of a pirate ship. We made a pirate movie, but it's really it's on 15 screens spread out through the Hostekunz, which is the big museum in Munich. And you watch it as you walk through these screens. And there's like places to sit, and the whole set is kind of spread out. So there's like a giant pirate ship, and then there's the inside of this pirate ship, and then there's like. Just think of Pirates of the Caribbean, because that's what it's taken from, right? So you literally have a town, but we made the town out of shelves from, like, Home Depot. Oh, And we reply with it full size, but, like, made them, like, oh, 15 feet tall instead of lumber. Sure. So we could ship them, because we ship them everywhere. And then people could run on them, but then we'd put fronts on them and make fake windows. And um, we had a giant pirate ship. And then the underwater world was, like, the bottom of these pirate. So we made this room that would shake and move and then another room that would shake and move and then like conveyor belt kind of thing so it looked like things were passing with the ocean and then another big room that moved so it was really like a four room thing but in this boat is, everything is done uh physical practical mechanical it's all really happening things are oh, it's yeah. not cgi and no, screens no. and digital we didn't even start playing with cgi until so cool I, great 
now. I mean, now we're doing Tomorrow it. We still do better. everything practical. I so it. I make everything practical and I just add blood later. I love um, it. I love it. And that's what happened here. We made it practical and I added my own blood, essentially. Just a couple Models fingers and on paint. the ground in a second. Um, so the undertakings that you guys do are vast. I, I, I maybe wasn't yeah, aware of the scale. Most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I was aware of the scale, were you? Of no. some of these? Yeah, we don't make anything little. In ever. my head, everything's like small like no. you can pick it up and it's like, one of our problems is, even that is tree that I everything cool. we make is big like literally like massive like sets like we have a at the studio space which is huge um we have one room that has four sets in it one of which is a two-story bar that's copied from Essentially, fistful of dollars. Clint Eastwood. Oh no! Movie. Wait, the uh, uh, then, the brothel bar. Yeah. Saloon? So we made that bar exactly that bar, but that bar is actually then taken by Fassbinder and made into another movie, which is called Whitey. And those are the same bars. So Fassbinder went and made this movie in this bar as a pun on American westerns, knowing that. Clint made the movie in there. Right. So we copied Fassbinder's movie, <laughs> not knowing that Fassbinder copied. Fistful, movie. right. So now we have this bar that looks like Fassbinder's bar, and we remade this absurd political Western in there. Um, but you guys built this bar. We built it. That's yeah, amazing. And it's massive. And it all comes apart and goes in a container and can ship to London. That is show in London. And we show the movie all around it and in it. And at the end of the thing, we leave it completely destroyed. So, like, there's, tw- I think, 27 people die in the bar. So there's blood. From a shootout or whatever. Yeah, shootouts, that, everything. Everything happens in there, like punishment. It's, it's all political abuse wow. in there. Crazy um, pants. Yeah, and it's super fun. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I get to make a snuff movie without actually having to be a jerk-off that wants to kill people. <laughs> kind of rad. Uh, so where is the studio, then, for, with this kind of space? It must be... We actually have three now. So, <laughs> yeah, it's insane. But we've consolidated to one big one, and the other two are sort of like storage. Okay. But they're close. So they're like Boyle Heights, kind of like Lincoln oh. Heights area. Yeah, Lincoln Park, kind of. Down like by the jail and just east, east On LA, the other basically. side, yeah. So like five in Mission, just above U- USC Medical Center, just like literally on the other side of the tracks from them. That's really awesome and not bad at all. I had told no. her I thought you were inland really far for we some reason. We have one in Baldwin Park. And Maybe that's what I, we ta- I think we talked about that before. Um, but yeah, we're, we're there now. And okay. then we have another one that's not far from that. They're both massive one has a 20,000 square foot forest in it that we made for I can't wait all right so for everyone else we were supposed movie. to come down and take a tour yesterday yeah. and the weekend the weekend whatever so yeah, but yeah. we're going to do that again in a couple of weeks and we'll have video for everyone yeah, else to be able to fun. show them this this yeah. space the forest is insane a forest and a western bar and yeah western 85 bar foot and, oh sorry uh, oh, oh we also have a marriott hotel floor what? In there right now we what like a like lobby a, it's like a whole floor like eight rooms God, we used to do and it looked just like television. It. it was so fun because we'd go to the Marriott and then like we'd wait till the middle of the night and then we'd take out our little mold kits mm-hmm. and we'd like mold all the signs <laughs> and everything <laughs> and then like you know go home and make all the copies of everything. So yeah, the carpet's the hardest. Marriott doesn't sell their own carpet; it's all personal. Like you can't buy the offs. Where like any other hotel, you can be like, I want the Ritz Carlton hotel. I'm like ah, it's over there, aisle three. That's a hundred percent true. Yeah. My yeah. bed is literally the is like, heavenly nope. bed from a hotel. Like you can't get the carpet. You can't get the Marriott ones. We had to have it made. 
we had to replicate the four seasons, the entire floor it. of the four seasons for yeah. a, a TV show once, and it was the exact same thing. They they went, they got all the real signage, oh, yeah. they got the actual carpet, the whole thing. You would have thought we shot there. Yeah. Less, less yeah, this is crazy too. On the practice. Yeah. God, I had no funny. idea. Yeah, it's funny what happens. Like, Hollywood is crazy. Everybody always asks, like, what it's like to be in heat in Hollywood. And, and you guys know Hollywood allows you to have access to anything. Like, you want, like, I bought 75,000 square feet of Disney carpet in one day <laughs> on a whim because I needed carpet <laughs> to do, and, like, a set. And I walked in and they're like, and I'm looking and a tag says Disney. Uh, um, I can't remember the name of the, the West, the kind of like loggy hotel down there and it had that name on it. So oh, you're, t- you're by the, uh, by Disneyland, by Disneyland, yeah, it's the all there, Grand California, the Grand whatever. California, right? So it says Disney grand on it, something else. And I was like, that is weird. So I start looking at them before you know it, there's like every Disney hotel and resort of their carpet. It's all their offs or their mistakes or whatever, but it's remnants, whatever remnants. Yeah. 75,000 square feet of it. And I bought it all. Has like three shipping containers. Oh my God. So everything we make has Disney carpet in it. Like, uh, the saloon, Disney carpet. The Marriott Hotel, Disney carpet. Oh, that's <laughs> kind of Disney awesome. carpet everywhere. God, that's a riot. Yeah, and it's great. It's beautiful. I have this Space Mountain carpet in my office. It's fantastic. That's a riot. Yeah, and it was like, wait, they just sell this shit? Like, they don't even care? Yeah, it's fine. I wouldn't tell this to anybody else, and I've never told anyone this before, but I... We, we, at Everybody Hates Chris, we were on the Paramount lot, and they were, it was a time when they were getting rid of all the buildings. They were turning over the buildings, making things that used to be property and wardrobe into offices and shit like that. So stuff was just getting thrown away. And uh, we took a carpet that I recognized from Team America, and it was Kim Jong-il's, um, his compound's Rad. carpet from, you know, it had like a hammer and sickle yeah. on it, whatever. But it was one of those where somebody, uh, somebody... We, we had it, it. We took it up to the production office is the whole point. This, this, nobody yeah. would ever have known what that was from, but... Your point exactly. Yeah. Do you think that um, the reason that all of that stuff is accessible and there is no real or fake is because we're tasked with making anything out yeah, here? Yeah, that's the point. You have I to mean, be able to Hollywood, replicate anything and everything. They want to make anything any time of the day. They need it right now. They don't have time to wait. So the access to anything isn't any any object thing is here. Any police uh, outfit from any town Anywhere. in America. You get it today. Right. Any cop car from any town in America today. today. Yeah, any type of wood, any type of nail, any type of light bulb, you can get it here today. <laughs> and for us, you know, we're building crazy things that don't make sense. And I need that stupid light bulb. <laughs> and I need it today. And I my dad has ten different versions of them because he needs to pick one. So for us, it's awesome. And space is, you know, like you can't have space like we have space here. You can do it in London. You can do it in New York. You couldn't in any other major town be really difficult to be able to make things so to that point that's why nothing's small hmm. we have room you have the we room just for build it build big things like, wow how big is your space that you have a marion and a forest 170,000 <laughs> square feet and then the other one's 40 and then another 20 so you remember when we went to uh, orange county choppers mm-hmm. 100,000 square feet <laughs> stop <laughs> that's huge like, it's oh. insane Wow. Yeah, it used to be a, a envelope manufacturing company. It was abandoned for like nine years. So when I first went to it, my real estate agent, who happens to be Jimmy Chai, a total dick, but I love you. Uh, <laughs> nice shout out. <laughs> he's a great dude. Gets me lost in this warehouse full of recycled toilet paper that's like not used, but like torn sure. up or uh, and 
25 foot stacks with aisles that are only a body wide. And he takes me in and he turns the lights off and he goes, oh. see you at the door and takes off. And you're like, there's just, you're lost. You're in a maze of, you can't hear anything because it's like dead sound. And then he'll just turn a flashlight on at one end and you're like, oh, it's that way. But then it's like down guy. at the other end. Yeah, he's rad. Have you ever been, it was super guy. fun. Have you ever been to Apex Surplus? I'm sure I you have. have. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, they, if you've ever been there in the wintertime when it's dark early, because they, sh- they yeah. close at yeah, like 4.30 yeah, yeah, yeah. and that guy makes Lost. sure they do. Yeah, and if they ever leave you either in the back you're in lost. the backyard, or if they turn the lights off before you're out of the building, it's exactly what you're describing, you're and it's legitimately frightening. Yeah, I was. It was moments where I'm like, I don't even know what room I'm in now. <laughs> I've seen this building from the outside, but I got no idea where I am. How in long this were you space. in there? Well, I, I lost track of time. I could have slept in there. I don't know. Like, it's been maybe 20, 30 minutes. It just I felt like ever gone. It now. felt like I was like, okay, I'm either gonna buy this building and. <laughs> tie Jimmy up in it somewhere or I'm going to figure it out. But you did. You ended up buying it. I ended up building. buying it. Yeah, I got in like a bidding war with uh, Forever 21 at the time who was massive and they were just buying everything down there. But the guy who was selling it didn't like Forever 21. What so year was this? It's 2009. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. Yeah, before it collapsed. Yeah. Yeah. Was, I, I just remember this. They bought our friend's club on the promenade. They bought. They, they used to own the building and the oh, club. Yeah. Remember, there was a club on the Third Street oh, yeah, promenade yeah, yeah, and yeah, upstairs. Yeah. They used to. The family used to own they that place. That? And the whole. It's it's their flagship, or it was their flagship Forever Twenty One uh, store. They went at the same time that everything. you're talking about. They bought. I remember tons. they bought a bunch of stuff. They bought a huge building down the street from us because they didn't buy ours, and then bought another one and built it bigger. I mean, it was like at one point they were like real estate moguls because they were just buying everything. Gotham Hall. That place was called Gotham Hall. Right. Sorry. Yeah. I'm Mr. Tangent. <laughs> I like tangents. It's like a side road. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry about that. So Forever 21 and everything else was trying to – that's yeah, what the bidding to, war they was? Yeah, they were trying to get – yeah, the bidding war. And then um, the guy was just like, all you have to do is up your, up your price, I'll, whatever you can, and I'll take it just so my partners can be quiet. Because I told them if, they, if you come back with whatever, whatever offer, I'm going to take it because I don't want this part of town to turn into – where this is going like there's something here and i i appreciate what these art wow. kids are doing that's awesome yeah so it was great and now we got this rad i mean it's a rad building and it's in a place that you don't have those things anymore you know no. giant warehouses right in downtown la no that are unobstructed and not weird and broken up and yeah Can't and we're right to next it. door to like a pretty cool uh maybe it's not pretty cool but it's a place where you can go look at cars <laughs> oh, I know where you're talking about. <laughs> a well-known place, yeah, right? It's a well-known place. I know I the place you're talking there, about. No, yeah. we know. Everyone's we know a while, friends you who see bought piles cars of cars come in, and it's like, man, they just bought forty of the same thing. <laughs> How did they do that? God, that's funny. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, you seem to fit into this whole thing very well. You seem to wear your life very well. Could yeah, I enjoy you, it. Yeah. Could you have done anything else? You said you were going to be a doctor, but like this art thing is in your blood, and it seems like it's all-encompassing. Yeah, the I mean, doc- the wave is crashing over with the art. The doctor thing was like, um, maybe it was my rebellious moment of, you know, post-high school, post-baseball career that collapses through injury. And it's like, I'm going to try this out. And, um, but, you know, so it didn't, it wasn't... Not, it was- help, not being able to help people that are hurt was something that I probably couldn't deal with, is what I decided. Whoa. Mentally, it was going to be like, God, that little kid is never going to be the same again. And I was holding him a second ago. And just, you know, enough ambulance rides and enough little moments like that 
I didn't have the heart for it. Yeah. So I figured I could, you know, make a statement another way, and maybe movies was the way. And I happened to be kind of like seeing an actress at the time, and it was like, <laughs> oh, this is kind of cool. How do you, you just sit there and tell people what to do and say cut and it's done? I'm going to try and figure this out. <laughs> and um, got super into it and, like, went to CalArts and struggled being an artist in a school that liked art but didn't like movies, sort of. You know, oh, Tim Burton yeah. had just come out of there, so it was like we're going this sort of way mm -hmm. and that's not really the way that I go, you know? I, Interesting. I want to go a different pattern than most. Uh, that I buy and that I think is maybe a lot of artists because they're not really comfortable with whatever's out there. Is yeah, that, I like that's it you? for influence but I don't necessarily like it for guideline. Okay. You know? To ping pong off of. These are the parameters? Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. where we're living now, that kind of thing? Kind of, yeah. I like to look at that and make my own mind up in a way. You're very you're yeah. You're very intelligent, but your your intellect is also very good. That's what I realized when talking to you, you at at there's just sort of a general understanding. You kinda don't really need to go into the nitty gritty and the details. You kinda just get things. Have you always been that way too? Uh yeah. I think um my mom put it to me best once when I was complaining that my sister used to always steal a yogurt when I was ten <laughs> and claim it as hers and I was like, But it's in the R fridge and it was just you know, and she goes Damon, I never worried about you trying to find your own yogurt. Like, you'll find your own yogurt. Mm. That's why that's Mara's yogurt. And it was kind of like, ah, at 10? You were thinking that at 10? <laughs> You're mean. I just wanted yogurt. But it kind of made sense in a way. Like, I think coming up in a different age without a telephone in an era where latchkey kids meant Figure out what you're going to do when you get home and hang out on the street, play baseball, skateboard, whatever you're going to do. Keep yourself alive. Don't wreck alive up the house and see you at dinner. Um, meant that you figured out how to do things. And, you, you know, you figured out how to build things, make things, find things. It, you didn't have sit-down entertainment so easily. You know, pre-video game, you figured things out. Mm. Video games came in and, of course, it changed your life. But you I had still was building half pipes. You were? So you would still go outside even doing oh, yeah, all that I stuff? Oh, yeah. I built a half pipe all the way up until I was 30. I broke my last bone on a half pipe at 30 and threw my skateboard over the fence. <laughs> <laughs> Had you already oh, lost that. fingers at that point? No. Uh -uh. I lost my fingers in 2004. Oh, okay. So. Right on the edge, though. Close. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying, though, because when the body starts to give out, that's uh, when that's when movies become painful to watch and things like that. I used to love the Jackass movies. I uh, couldn't watch a single frame of that shit now because my whole body hurts all the time. <laughs> a close Porsche buddy of mine sends me, uh, like, wipeout videos. We we have this thing. We send it back and forth to each other. <laughs> Not Jerry's and, uh, Aiden, is it? Uh, he no, it's Philip. But uh, it's it's you see some of those things and you're like, how does your back fold in half and then you stand up? How did you just do that? Like, I couldn't do that. You're, you're completely folded Every time folded in I half. see any kind of wreck and the, the report is like, driver was fine. It's like, how is that possible? Like, wrist. Like, yeah. I don't, I, I can't wrist. walk across the room. I can't. Do it. Yeah, I, I wake up and I'm like, ah, bathroom's 20 feet away. That's far. <laughs> totally and I've shot. been there three times already. Yeah, That's me. Totally shot. I'm just going to stay in there from 5 o'clock on. I <laughs> genuinely thought about sleeping in there sometimes. It's just easier. Yeah, sports injuries, injuries and, you know, you're on a whole nother level. Like, that morning wake-up is like, ow, it hurts. Did you play sports? Were you a sports guy? Yeah, I played baseball all up until I was 22, probably. Had hopes of going to school and had my first 
kind of, uh, I guess it was career-ending injury when I was like 17, high school. Dislocated my shoulder, tore my rotator cuff. Were you pitcher? I guess you have to throw no pitch, matter what. I was pitcher and catcher, doing both, double Ugh. duty. And I was on a great team, that, a bunch of kids that didn't give a shit, but were highly, highly talented kids, kind of in the hood. Um, yeah, I was getting looked team. at by Oregon and hanging out and thinking things were happening. And shortstop on my team was getting looked at by Minnesota Twins. So there was like things Buzz. around me and it was happening. And I was playing well and, and you wanted that at the I, time yeah i thought i did you know i didn't know what i wanted at 17 you know you want a well, good you want time whatever you want it's yeah. just at the time yeah, you want it was like ah baseball is the funnest thing all i need is a 2.75 and i can keep playing the rest of my life <laughs> keep the gpa it was like, yeah just keep the gpa and keep playing you know and then shoulder blow out and it was like ah now what a couple years of junior college and it was like ah med school seems interesting Oh, and then that's just when went that hard on it. And then, um, you know, worked as a ambulance dude and kind of sought out the paramedic route. And then a couple of rides, you're just like, ah. Easy ones are cool. Picking up people that are older or people that need help or something. Makes and, you feel good. And you know that it's kind of okay. But it's that one that you roll up onto and you're like, ooh, they're not going to walk away from this the same way that they walked into this. Mm. And you're helpless. And, you know, maybe Maybe you're not completely helpless. Maybe it's a very dire way to say you're helpless. But you can't get them back to the way they were. You know, like maybe you can make them feel better as they are now. Yeah. But that seemed dismal to me. And, you know, at 20, I wasn't ready to be like, I'm going to ride this out as a doctor for the rest of my life. It was like, I'm actually going to go hang out with my cute girlfriend and steal ideas and then go somewhere else and you know that relationship lasted 20 minutes but i started making a lot of movies yeah so it was well worth it for me it's the only reason i remember it i think was we get like, the inspiration wherever it comes from yeah and now you know i got wife and kids and i make movies every day two kids two kids you 18, mentioned before 18 year old boy who you'll see around he's been up to breakfast club with me yep and a 25 year old daughter okay doing her damn thing being a teacher She's a teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, what man, grade? Something of value. Pre-K. So she's six-year-olds, five to six. Jeez. It's insane. It's, That's she heavy. loves kids. She's been great with them forever. So Good. We did all that without any blue cards so far. Um, <laughs> childhood, I feel like we got to. Uh, cars. Can we talk about a couple of your cars and yeah, then why you're yeah. into cars and all that stuff? Why, why are you into cars and then what do you uh, have? Hmm, why I'm into cars? I think my dad was kind of into cars, but my grandpa was pretty into cars. And he didn't have a lot of cars, but we would talk about cars because there was never really, there was never money in my world until, I don't know, 25 or something. I started to make some money and my dad started to make some money and then the studio started to make some money and we started to generate a little bit going on. Okay. Um, Before that, it was always a lot of hopes and dreams and, you know, drive whatever I could and like what was next to me. Uh, um, painting the picture, I mean, are we talking about struggles, money, financial struggles, uh, or yeah, just not the easy, life that you have for today? Sure. That was definitely, um, I think struggles were hidden by my parents, yeah. but I know that, you know, my dad walked home a few times in the rain when he ran out of gas kind of thing. Yeah. Um, worked as a construction worker, didn't sell a piece of art until 91. Wow. Um, eventually became the head of the UCLA art department and was there and sort of got a real mojo going and then there was like the helter skelter show which was a huge show in la in 93 i guess it was right after the riots um or 
right before the riots because I deinstalled the show the day of the riots. Oh my gosh, creepy! Um, no telephones, you know, radio is different. Um, uh, yeah, we didn't live out here yet. We're mm-hmm. a couple years after, but the pictures of that time, and we watched it on television, obviously. Yeah, at I, the time, I, I was, you know, at the time, um, I had like, um, it was me and this younger woman with me, and we went to take the show down at Mocha, and I'd stopped to get gas just on the north side of uh, downtown LA and it was a little bit it, you know how when you just feel a vibe of the crowd, or, crowd around you just felt a little tense you, sort of you know, yeah, and I didn't know what was happening because the radio I wasn't even listening to like anything other than you know my CD in the van solely your own antenna vibes yeah, going I off. didn't know what was happening I just picked up this piece of art and was in this van stopped to get gas and uh, this older black gentleman comes over and he whispers in my ear he says it's a little rough out here today. I don't know if you've heard the news, but you should probably get in your car and go home. And I was like, what? Get in my car and go home? That's weird. And he goes, I know it's weird. Like, he just had my head, you know? It was like in my head. He goes, but you should just get in your car and go home. And I was like, okay. And I just got in my car and went home. And then, like, turned on the news. And as soon as it was on the news, it was like the moment of, you know, Reginald Denning in downtown. And it was like, holy shit. I was maybe three blocks from right there yes and it was Whoa. like a moment where you're like wow that's crazy some shit's about to go down yeah and i think that goes back to the part i was saying as a kid you know where you you figure things out and you move sort of with it in a different way but there's also this lack of information like i didn't you know if i had a telephone i probably would have got some sort of notice a text mm. something blown up I know myself by my screen time, I'm terrible on Instagram too much. I probably would have seen some sort of social network yep. that would have told you something. Where there, at that time, you um, you went with it a little di- different, and I think it shaped people a little different. Now it's maybe easy to follow and just go with what is you know pointed. Uh, I feel like like cars and everything else, we're far more insulated for sure because yeah. of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, you were there on the front lines just because you were going to get gas and drop yeah. the thing off and whatever. Yeah, I don't really like the insulation. You know. You no, I agree. I That's take it all out. <laughs> this is a <laughs> wonderful segue. You're Mister Segway today. <laughs> yeah, uh, take everything out of that car. <laughs> let's get to the cars, and I we obviously agree with you wholeheartedly yeah. on that. Yeah, we're I mean, all for think, the feels. Yeah, for sure. I think um, I like it a little bit rattly and a little obnoxious in the sense of how the car feels i think that uh, i just recently bought this electric vehicle which i love to drive around town um but it's missing a little rattle and roll for me um is it quiet yeah it's super quiet it's actually kind of amazingly rad in a sense of being in this city it's being super quiet and it's fast as shit so it's easy you know to drive in the city in that manner um, Which one did you get? I bought a Tesla Model 3 Performance, okay. um, and I put some coilovers on it, and I'm putting a bigger tire on it. I think it needs a little more grip. Okay. I hate the way they sit in. It looks like terrible. It's for gas mileage, right? Isn't that it's why they ugly. do it? It's for, yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I know why you're changing it. But it's I think for that's ugly what they in my do. mind. <laughs> <laughs> some way they got to make it not right. You know what I mean? Like, just put it, just figure it out. Like, get some space or something. Just cover that wheel and get it all the way out to the edge. You know, What's I actually, wrong with you? <laughs> I actually agree with you. In the weirdest way, a skirt would be better than, God, than just the terrible. train car. I hate it when they do that. You know, like, <laughs> give me a break. The fenders are there. Fill it. Uh, so, you're 911. Love it. Stripped. Yeah. Stripped. Mm-hmm. It's um, a 74 
by name as a year title, but it has a 85 or 84, somewhere in that era, turbo body fenders put on it. So it's got steel body fenders, and then it's got a, sort of an RSR look to it. Yeah. Um, Iraqi. Especially when the duck's on it, the ducktail. Yeah, I took that off. I don't know if you've seen it. I saw. We're all yeah. going to have dinner there later yeah, this the week, dinner correct? table's set. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of go back and forth between the little one and the gigantic snow shovel. Yeah, because it's um, not just a regular whale tail, Carrera whale the tail. It's RSR tail, so it's huge. It's got the same shape, but it's, it's got the same shape, but it's wider and it's a little longer. <laughs> it definitely awesome. is like a dinner table or a sure. bar, sushi. Yeah, bar. Yeah, I mean, you know, coffee table at some point. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've walked over and like, there's five cup marks right there. <laughs> Somebody was having a drink right here. Um, but yeah, I love that thing. Uh, it's probably the most uh, educational vehicle I've ever had. Oh, well Teaching said. you how to drive yeah. without a doubt. Other cars, you get away with a lot of stuff you cannot get away with in that thing. Why did you build that car? I didn't build it. I bought it, but I You're changed kidding. it. Okay. So I bought it um, from a car collector in Georgia, and he raced it all the way through the 80s up into the early 2000s. And he was a Porsche collector, and that was his car that he built and changed and raced so he didn't have to race his numbered collector Porsches. Sure. Um, so over the years, he bought it right after the fenders were put on it. Over the years, he put a 3.2 motor in it. Then he turned it into a race motor, changed the transmission to 915, put like 935 brakes on it. So it's all Porsche, but it is very Frankenstein. Yeah. And it basically starts around 74 and goes all the way up to around 88, 89 parts-wise. Um I think the thing is awesome. It is one of the funnest things I have to drive. The thing is beyond awesome. It is super fun. It smells yeah. good. Stinks rad. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a particular smell to it. What, sure. uh, what about the Alpha? Uh, Alpha is, was my... F- um, what is it for... Because I don't know Alphas that well. 1967 Alfa Romeo GTV Junior sort of thing. Um, I bought it just as a shell. It's a 67, so it's a step nose, which is what everybody wants in oh. theory. Um, for me, it was what I had as a kid. My mom drove one, and oh, she wow. used to be the uh, basically the retype editor for a Playboy editor in that lived up in the hills. And we would go to his house, and she would drive this Alpha. And notoriously alpha doors don't shut all the way (laughs) and it was low and kind of loud and nasty because my dad was into it which sort of was like the car thing for me yeah and um we were going around a corner and i just slipped right (gasps) out of the car and just bounced you know the car's only four inches off the ground and maybe we were going 20 miles an hour or something and just like bounced and it was like what the hell and then got up and then you know it was kind of fine i asked her a little bit got in the car and then, like, two weeks later, I'm washing the car. My mom, another Alpha thing, didn't have the e-brake pulled up all the way. And their driveway was kind of on a hill. And I'm washing the hood. And it literally just rolls away. Oh, because you're you know, pushing on it. I'm barely touching it. And it's, like, rolling away. And then my hands are, like, soapy, right? I got these stupid oh, no, soap gloves on. And I can't grab the fucking car. Oh. And it just goes across the street and right through a chain link fence. And they just had it painted, like, maroon, whatever the maroon color is. And it just literally made perfect 
pinstripes down the entire car where oh. it scratched it all the way through. <laughs> but it also was a 67. So in my mind, I was always like, one day I'm going to fix my mom's 67 and have one. So I was always sort of looking for one. And she didn't want it. She's like, I can't drive that thing. That was like when I was 30. I don't want that stupid car now. No. So now I have it. And I love it. Um, but it's also race motor, no exhaust. It also totally smells gutted. good. It smells delicious. Um, <laughs> but I would do it different. That was my first attempt at, like, you know, I had it before the Porsche. I've had it for 15 or st- almost 20 years now. And I probably spent six years restoring it, like, trying to find parts, waiting for two and a half years for the right paint and painting wow. it and doing body work and doing all this unnecessary pulp, which uh, I wouldn't do again. Um I, but you're glad you did it at that time, Oh, right? yeah, I love it, but I'm, I worry about driving it, you know? Like I, oh, yeah. It's like, ah, don't door ding it. Don't park it here. Don't get Too rock nice. chips. Don't, don't hurt it, you know? Don't get it stolen. Yeah, you're not that, that guy. And I, yeah, I'm not that guy, so I'm not into it. So, you know, that's why I drive the Porsche every time. <laughs> that car's got no windows, and you couldn't start it if you tried. <laughs> Good, Good luck. luck. There's, like a, there's like a key pattern to that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck stealing it's like, it. It's like a oh. you know 1990 PlayStation code to start. <laughs> up, up, down, down, <laughs> left, right, left, right. You missed one, man. You missed the start. Start button. over. You missed it. Did you oh. see uh, Zuckerman and Spike Ferriston's? Uh, their three two got stolen the other day in Beverly Hills. Yeah, and and recovered. Yeah. Stolen and recovered. Oh, it got recovered. Yeah, yeah. I think within, oh. within a day. That's good. That's yeah. good. Because yeah, if it's longer than twenty, it's like that show, Forty Eight Hours. You know, if yeah. that thing's missing for longer than two days, it's gone. Oh, see you later. So Doesn't take that long. It's a sad thing to see him go. I go to uh, Big Lebowski. I'm just like, yeah. oh, yeah, they got us working in shifts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. <laughs> to it's, try to find the car. Yeah, sleeping on the Leeds? shelf. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you need a, you, what, this is home? That's home. You sleep on that shelf. <laughs> Cut that car up. Uh, let's see. Um, you know, someone here that I think of, and we should probably think about wrapping it up, but um, you, you are very funny as well. Are you into Thank comedy you. at all? I mean, or do, are you just funny by by nature? By that's your. I love comedy, um, but I don't really know that I think of myself as comedic in that way. I yeah. think that um, I like to think that I stay up on things, and I think that if you are a little bit on current events and like to keep your wit up, comedy doesn't come easy, but it maybe comes a little more natural. Mm-hmm. Where you can kind of say things that are quick enough, and I think quick is sometimes funny. I think that you are very, very astute. That was very well put together. Thank you. As Great. if you had thought about it previously, truly. Oh, all last night. I didn't sleep. Let <laughs> me tell you guys that. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I sent everyone say? the car the night before, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, and I love cars, you know, shit. I got all kinds of cars. Oh, you have other cars? Yeah, I have a 91 NSX with a Oh, shit. Race I motor forgot all about this. We forgot to talk about I that. a 2005 Subaru STI. Race car, 914 Porsche. Keep going. 49 Till Ford. Till you're done. 49 Ford Business Coupe. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, 53 Custom Ford. It's a four-door, essentially. Okay. Uh, 56 two-door Cadillac. Where do you keep all these? I didn't know you had that many cars. I have a lot of buildings. I oh, so you just keep them down at the shop and stuff. down there, yeah. Why I not? keep the ones I like at home and keep the ones that I can't drive elsewhere and ones that I just won't. Like the 49 Ford. I don't know what I was thinking when I bought it. Really? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it was one of those things where I, would, I was making a little bit more money, and I'd always wanted one of those cars that was not chopped. There's your answer. And I was, like, on eBay on a business trip, and it was in the middle of the <laughs> night, and it was like, you know, 
when I used to drink. That's and the, I was, like, was going to say that's the three worst. Three whiskeys deep and a couple of rips off a nice joint. And it was like, there's a perfect 49 Ford right there. <laughs> God, that's funny. What's the buy it now price? Send it. Send it. Send it. <laughs> 100% shit. Send oh, it. my God. I haven't God. touched it since. I think I drove it twice. I, I bought the 914 the same way. Really? Yeah, to me, it was What a is it about thing. us car people that just, that's what we, mm-hmm, okay. To, that's just true. Get a grip. Get a grip. <laughs> Take a deep breath. That's what we are, yeah. Hold Put on the drink down. We're stupid and just ride with it. Drink or no drink, you're still going to do it. I haven't drank in three years coming up. And three I years? Still, yeah, three years. I still buy shit dumbly. That's about the same for you guys, right? Didn't we figure that out? Yeah, yeah three that's years. Awesome. Um, I just love you. I just think you're great. I can't wait to see your studio. I appreciate I you want... guys a lot. I have a good time every time I see you. I want to... Very sweet couple. I like it. Oh, thanks, brother. <laughs> I want to uh, work with you on something. I don't know how or yeah, what. I know you're so busy and, and everything, but I, I hope like someday it. that I hope our paths... I hope... Yeah, maybe we can maybe fun. we can create something yeah, to we'll do together. Make a path. Make a path. Yeah. Align our crazies and make yeah. a path. Crazies line up and make a path. Uh, we started doing something about a week ago on the show where instead of uh, that billboard thing where we tell everyone to look at your social media, we've been doing uh, something we call final thoughts. If there's anything you want to uh, leave the world with, and it doesn't need to be heady, but it can be, it's really just uh, anything uh, you want to say to people or let people know. Don't forget to have fun driving, and don't forget to vote in November. Oh, there you go. There you go. Good job. Listen. <laughs> Really You've done it the best so far. Hey, I thought about it all night. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't no slouch. I do my research. <laughs> well, I was so like, what great. the hell are you reading? I got to figure out what to say tomorrow. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> if. You're so great. Uh, did you enjoy this experience? I did, yeah. It's this great. T- tiny yeah, little studio? For sure. It's huge. What are you talking about? Set this up in the, in the restroom of your 150,000 square foot facility. <laughs> Um, Probably put two of them in there. <laughs> you would have no idea what the city makes you do for restrooms. Shit. Um, uh, can you believe this is the actual Letterman stuff? No, I love it. That's um, it's pretty crazy, it's right? It's really great. Yeah. Was that was Letterman a guy for you? Did you care? Yeah, I mean, you know, when you grow up and, you, and you're into some sort of like television or comedic or witty behavior. Um, he was sardonic. watch. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean... Not to knock Jay Leno, but it wasn't the same for me with him. I like him for his car mind. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I appreciate that. I've seen him around in his car. We've talked about cars. Came up to my friend who had a carbon fiber front end on his Civic very, very early. And he was blown away by it. Super yeah. into it. Very genuine. And, you know, it's different. It is. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. I think you're very diplomatic, too. Well said. Mm, diplomatic's good. Yeah. Do you oh. ever speak publicly? Do you ever do? You said you don't normally do this type of thing, but do you ever? No, but I, you know, I've thought about it. My therapist says I'm quite good at it, which is weird coming from your therapist. No, it's not. They're but supposed to be good. If they're telling you, then you are. You're yeah, very sometimes eloquent. I think I'm helping him, but he's helping me on the back road that he doesn't know about, just following the path. Therapy yeah, I mean, great. I would do public speaking if I thought it would help somebody. You know what I mean? Like a TED Talk or something. If you had something to talk about, which you do, I mean, you just got to figure I out. I was going to do an art podcast for a long time because I thought that the art podcasts are strange. They're not really, like, I think coming from the inside is a different place. And, like, somehow relating, like, the people that come in my studio for tours or whatever is from the super famous to the completely unknown, but the mind of where they are just because they want to go in there mm-hmm. makes the conversation pretty interesting. So yes. it's kind of nice to be able to talk to somebody, you know, 
who's a really famous person and then talk to a regular human about the same sort of things pretty rad you thought about it what would make you think further time i think you know yeah but what I if somebody helped you do it really well what if somebody helped you so that you into really it. yeah i'm into it know and that I think, i'd be very willing to help you if you yeah, had any I'd be interest into doing it yeah some sort of podcast that i think or something that could be a little bit mixed up with it um i don't want to just make it like like i like how you do the show where it's the car thing is here but the car thing isn't the thing do you know what i mean like it, it might be the reason that we met but it isn't the, the reason that we keep talking do you yes. know what i mean like neither one of us has sat in either one of us as cars we've just drooled and it's leaned totally on true. it yeah you know it's totally I mean? true like so it's we photographed it like we've done the weird geeky guy thing to the car um but it's not like there's anything there that is other than just like the friendship and the you know crazy lineup to be able to have the communication and i think finding somebody to be able to do that with is interesting like um i've gone through a couple people and not to say like oh, i didn't like them anymore but like tragically have lost people so don't get too close first of all no <laughs> no i seriously have lost you know two friends who were very close to me who i was like ah, i'm gonna make things with this person for the rest of my life and then oh and then life took them away life oh wow away. yeah crazy. i thought you meant to you know no, weren't no, no. friends like, anymore like wow. real tragedy um so in some ways it's like you feel like there's a path that's maybe going this way a little bit you mm -hmm. know and it's like because my path is very set like i'm on this art road and one way or the, another, the rest of my life will have Paul McCarthy Art Road. It's going to be there. I'll run the foundation. There's uh, 50,000 pieces of art that are in our studio. You know, like, it's me and my sister that are going to run this for life. Right. So Simply keeping the archive would keep the you occupied side. forever. Yeah, it's going to keep me forever. Right. It's going to keep me paid, and it's going to keep me working. Right. And I don't mind either one of those things. Bravo. Um, and I love them both, so I will give everything I got to it. But, you know, just like driving the car on the weekend, I want to make a movie on a Friday or something else that's separate as a tangent. And I think I don't want to make a show that stays inside of that world. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I, I want to have I want to know would you drive down here and maybe you took the bus. But I like buses. Let's talk about it. Yes. I own a bus. I have a city bus that's fucking nuts. Do you really? I left that off my list. Yeah, you did. You're I bought a city bus that is a metro bus from San Francisco on the internet for twelve hundred bucks, and shipped it down here and drove it around in the parking lot, and then tried to pick people up at bus stops. But it is one hundred percent covered in graffiti, and I, like you can't, I can't see out the windows. You, the wind, the tires are painted. The whole thing is painted. We drove it around the city trying to get people to I get on. I can't wait to see it. Nobody get on. <laughs> Anyway, I know what you're saying. Uh, when we, you know, two years ago, when we were yeah. trying to figure out how to do a podcast, we tried, you know, did a bunch of like shakedown shows and yeah. we couldn't talk just about cars or just about life or just about self-help or just about, we, 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 it, 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 we weren't stimulated with that. Yeah, so I mean, it had to be like a, too, right? and that's why this had to be almost a variety cars, type of show deal. But I'll get bored as shit. I don't need to talk about a car all day. I don't go Not to every cars day. and coffee to just talk about cars. Like, I've met some of the coolest people standing around in a parking lot, you know, looking Sorry. at tailpipes. That's nothing. Like, oh, man, <laughs> do you see that exhaust over there? So what? <laughs> but, I mean, it's super fun. I like it. I yeah. like to hear it and <laughs> smell it, so to speak. <laughs> 
So it can't be just about art, this podcast. No. I, I throw we'll it figure all something there. out. Yeah. Personalities. I, yeah. I think yeah. you're so like great at it. Typecast. Yeah. You should be talking more. You do it really, really well. Agreed. You should be hosting this show. You should host this show. Want to trade jobs? <laughs> Mrs. Ryan, uh, what do we have tomorrow? Uh, I'm I not going to lie. I don't know. All right. Is it Carol Montgomery's on here? Is she still happening? Oh, my gosh. Yes. She's right. back. Returning guest, Carol Montgomery. She's uh, 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 from Showtime's women, Funny Women of a Certain Age and now the upcoming More Funny Women of a Certain Age. This yeah. is actually her show. Uh, I think Carol Liefer's doing it this time. Fran Drescher did it last time. A lot yeah. of fun. Anyway, she's going to be here tomorrow to tell us all about that as well as what she's been People up to since her People we've had on the show last. are doing it. Jen Karam, I think, and Kathy Lettman. Love that, love that, yeah, and of course Carol Liefer. Cool. Uh, and then Thursday we have uh, that Porsche girl is going to be here. That's going to be exciting from uh, Instagram. Lara, yeah, yeah, La- Lara, 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 Lara. Okay, beautiful, awesome. All right, I love you so very much, Mrs. Ryan. Love you too, Damon. This is fun. I don't think I said Damien before, but if I did, I feel terrible. Damon, Damon McCarthy. It's Damon McCarthy. Um, I love you, brother. And yeah, man. It's we're really glad you came out. over. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for, for sure. being here. Thanks so much. See you out again. there at the next Cars and Coffee. Actually, yeah, yeah actually, there is, uh, I think Los Sunday? Angeles is coming Sunday. back up. Yeah. 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 I'll be there. See you soon. Buddy. Loud and on time. <laughs> <laughs> we love everybody at home. Please love one another. See you next time.